0: Hey, Snappers, if I were to describe an American president accused of colluding with the enemy, railing against fake news, and facing a Congress calling for his impeachment, you might wonder, did I accidentally change the channel to CNN to Fox to MSNBC? Is this thing broken? Well, it's broken, all right, but not the way you think. Today, through the marvel of unimaginable technology, we turn your listening device into a time machine. Because, Snappers, we're going back. Way back, you feel it? Back to 1865, to April 15th, 1865, where the 16th President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, has succumbed to an assassin's bullet. And when that tower of a man falls, America changes forever. Most of us, We don't know the story of what comes next, the struggle for power, the struggle to unite a country, the struggle to save an American way of life, and what to do with millions of formerly enslaved people. Snappers, one of my favorite new podcasts, 1865, tells this story, the story of what happened after John Wilkes Booth pulled his trigger, the eyes of Secretary of War Edwin M. Stanton, Lincoln's right-hand man.
1: Some days ago, I retired very late. I could not have been long in bed when I fell into a slumber, for I was weary. I soon began a dream. Before me rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments. Around it were stationed guards, and there was a throng of people, some gazing mournfully upon the corpse whose face was covered, others weeping pitifully. Who is dead in the White House, I demanded of one of the soldiers. The president was his answer. He was killed by an assassin. Then came a loud burst of grief from the crowd, which awoke me from my dream. I slept no more that night. Abraham Lincoln, April 11, 1865. Trenchard, you will please recollect you are addressing my daughter and in my presence.
0: Yes, I'm offering her my heart and hand just as she wants them with nothing in them. Augusta, dear, to your room.
2: Yes, ma, the nasty beasts.
1: I am aware, Mr. Trenchard, that you are not used to the manners of good society. Don't
2: know the manners of good society, eh?
0: Well, I know enough to turn you inside out, old gal. You soctologizing old man trap. Ah! Six separate tyrannists.
1: 1865
3: Telegram April 14, 1865, from the Office of the Department of War, Washington City, Maryland. Recipient Major General Dix, Head of Combat Operations, New York, New York. Memo distribute immediately to all cleared military personnel. Message. At Ford's theater this evening at approximately half past ten, President Lincoln suffered a gunshot wound to the back of the skull. His body was moved from the Ford to a house across the street. Doctors are currently attending him and his condition is critical. Also at half past ten this evening, Secretary of State William Seward sustained multiple stab wounds to the face and abdomen and is currently undergoing surgery. The whereabouts of the assassins are currently unknown. Sincerely. Secretary Stanton. Major Eckert, get these people off the streets now. The crowd is growing by the minute, sir. Many of them are armed. Our men are struggling to keep them at bay. Our men have weapons too, do they not? Oh, of course, sir. Then they should use them. On the crowd, sir? No, on the crowd. For God's sake, if they refuse to disperse voluntarily, fire warnings Shots into the air. Yes, sir. Whoever these assassins are, I don't want them to be able to blend in with the crowd. So for God's sake, make certain they clear those streets. You heard him, Captain. On the double.
1: Yes, sir.
4: I ordered your things moved here from the War Department. I've prepared an office for you in the parlor. Mr. Wells is waiting for you there. I'll be with him in a minute.
3: Where is the First Lady? She refuses to leave the President's side. Would you like to see him, no, sir? No, 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 not now. Send for Robert Lincoln. Have him escort the First Lady back to the White House. It's done, sir.
4: Our men are trying to locate him, sir. They'll bring him here straight away.
3: How is Secretary Seward? How do you think? Will he survive? I've just come from Seward's house. The doctor's do- doing everything. <laughs> are you all right? <laughs> I'm fine. Would you like a moment? I said I'm fine. <clears throat>
4: Where's the vice president? Marsh McPhail's men are with him now, standing guard outside his hotel room. Sir, there's something you should know. We believe he may have been a target as well. Johnson? Multiple witnesses confirm. There was a suspicious man outside his hotel asking for the vice president. When? Half past ten. Same time as the attacks on Lincoln and Seward.
3: Do we have this man in custody? No,
4: sir. He disappeared. They say he got spooked and ran off into the night. Oh, for God's sake. What are your orders, Sir?
3: Send this telegram immediately. We need to put the generals on alert.
4: The telegraph lines are down, sir. The wires
3: must have shorted. How long have they been out? Just before half past ten. They didn't short, Major. They were cut. Move all military personnel to the perimeter of the city. The rebels could be advancing on the capital as we speak. Send riders in all directions and put all forts on alert. If the rebels are coming, I want to be ready. And get the telegraph up and running right away. Yes, sir. Major, Wait you speak to the Vice President tonight? For a moment. How drunk is he? He's not well. Whatever happens, do not let the Vice President leave his residence. As far as I'm concerned, till we secure the streets, his hotel room is the White House. And Major? Yes, sir. Which way is the parlor? Mr. Stanton. Secretary Wells. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. How is Secretary Seward? Will he recover? It's unclear at the moment. God have mercy. He's in good hands, Mr. Wells. Have you seen the President? No. I have. He will not survive his wounds. I'm no doctor, but I can tell you that for certain. I assumed as much. What was he thinking? Going to a theater of all places? I believe he thought it would do the people some good to see him out in public. He had no business being in a place like that. Yes, well... I spoke to him just this morning. We, we were arguing about something. I don't even remember what, and I... I stormed out in a Mr. house. Mr. Secretary... The thought of that being his last memory of me is unbearable. Mr. Secretary... There is much to be done. Of course, of course. Have we captured the man yet? The men, you mean? I'm hearing Booth's the lone gunman. It's impossible he acted alone. Secretary Seward and President Lincoln were attacked at the exact same time. God in heaven. There was a third target as well. For God's sake, who? Vice President Johnson. I believe this was an attempted coup, Mr. Wells. A coup? The President and Vice President dead. The process of electing a new President can only be set in motion by the Secretary of State. Sewage. Yes. Who was stabbed upwards of a dozen times and left for dead. If these attacks had all succeeded, under current law, what happens? I have no earthly idea. No one does. The president, vice president, secretary of state, dead. There is no constitutional protocol for electing a new president. I believe this was a coup designed to upend the executive branch and throw us into crisis. And who, in your estimation, is responsible for this supposed coup? Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis is many things, Mr. Stanton, but a cold-blooded murderer is not one of them. Mr. Wells, the best way to uncover the truth is to find John Wilkes Booth and his conspirators as quickly as we can. Agreed. What can the Navy do to help I need boats to patrol the Potomac. As many as you can spare. If Booth and his compatriots escape the city, they'll try to cross the river and flee to Virginia. We need to cut them off at the pass. Whatever you need from the Navy, it's yours. The same goes for me. I'm at your disposal, Mr. Stanton. Gideon. Yes? I know I've been a thorn in your side in the past. A sword is closer to the mark. Yes. Well... Thank you. For Mr. Lincoln. For Mr. Lincoln.
4: Telegram, April 15th, 1865, from the Office of the War Department. The attacks, both at the theater and at Secretary Seward's home, took place at the same hour, thus showing a coordinated plan to assassinate Union leadership. Every street in Washington is to be patrolled. Every road out of Washington is to be strongly picketed. All trains and steamboats should be stopped immediately and every other possible avenue of escape thoroughly guarded in order, if possible, to arrest the assassins. Sincerely, Edwin M. Stanton, Secretary of War.
3: Mr. Stanton. Mr. Hale, thank you for coming. You remember my daughter, Lucy? Yes, of course. How do you do, sir? How do you do? Miss Hale, your fiance is on his way. Robert is coming here. Yes, any moment now. Now perhaps you'd like to wait for Mr. Lincoln in the foyer. I'm sure he'd appreciate your company and your comfort.
4: Thank you, Mr. Secretary. I'll leave you to your business.
3: She's a lovely girl. I'm sorry for bringing her. No, oh, no, it's fine. I couldn't bear the thought of leaving her alone not on a night like tonight. As I said, it's fine. How is the president? What's his condition? Well, his wound is mortal. (sighs) Senator Hale. It's Ambassador Hale now, you know that. Assuming Johnson follows through on Lincoln's promise and confirms your appointment. When it comes to Lincoln's agenda, Andrew Johnson isn't likely to follow through on much of anything, wouldn't you agree? Perhaps. What can I do for you, Edwin? I want to know what you think of him. Johnson. When he was sworn in as vice president a few weeks back, he was wallpapered drunk. Oh, I know. I was there. Fool could barely stand. He's a feckless, vile monster. A drunk, a womanizer, and a stammering buffoon, too. Don't forget Bigot. Indeed. He's entirely beneath the office of the presidency. Yet come tomorrow, he'll have it. God help us. That man stands in opposition to everything you and I have fought for our entire careers... If there's one thing I've learned from my time serving under Mr. Lincoln, it's that the office of the presidency changes the men who occupy it. Not this one. Johnson the man is unscrupulous and vile, yes. But Johnson the president, we don't know who he's going to be, not yet. My father always said, when someone shows you who they really are, believe them. Believe Andrew Johnson, Edwin. Take him at his word. He'll try to destroy Lincoln's legacy first chance he gets. You may be right. All the more reason for you to stay in Washington. Even if Johnson does make good on Lincoln's promise, refuse the ambassadorship. Johnson will need good men in his orbit, John. Men who can help stave off his worser inclinations. So will I. I need you here for the fight to come, not kept away in the Spanish Embassy. The people voted me out of the Senate, Edwin. I have no power. You have influence. You have more sway over the Republicans than anyone. Where you go, the party will follow.
1: And where will I be leading them?
3: When I was a boy, I swore an oath to my father. An eternal hostility to slavery and bigotry. I'm going to make good on that promise. I'm going to preserve Lincoln's legacy. But I can't do it alone. I need you and the rest of the Republicans standing with me, lockstep in solidarity. Consider it done. Thank you, John. What about you? What about me? You'll have to offer Johnson your resignation. Along with the rest of the cabinet, yes. And if he accepts? Much good you'll do the President's legacy, deprived of your office. I suppose I'll have to do with Johnson what I did with Mr. Lincoln. Make myself indispensable. Mm. Easier said than done. Why do you say that? Johnson despises you. The feeling is mutual. Mr. Secretary. Marshal McPhail, why aren't you with Mr. Johnson? That's actually why I'm here, sir. The vice president is missing. He's missing! My
1: men believe he escaped through the bedroom window moments ago.
3: I ordered him to remain at his hotel, and I ordered your men to keep him there, Marshal. I've launched a citywide search, sir. Find him, Marshal. I will not have this country waking up without a president. Secretary Stanton? Yes, Marshal? We've located the vice president. Oh, where is he? Here, sir. What... Do you mean here? He's in the foyer demanding to see you. Ah, it's
1: insufferable. We found him wandering through the streets alone. Yes, stone drunk, I presume. My men ordered him to return to his hotel, but he refused. Well, that's
3: hardly surprising.
2: I am distressed, Stanton.
3: Mr. Vice President.
2: Your men kicked in my door and held me as a prisoner in my own hotel room. They were only following orders, sir. They told me to sit down and shut up. Was that a part of your orders? No, sir. When I told them I was leaving, and if they didn't like it, they could kiss my lily white ass, I was physically restrained. I am distressed, Mr. Secretary, deeply distressed.
3: How did you get past the guards?
2: Bathroom window shimmied down a drain pipe and scurried off a dark alley like some used-up lady of the night.
3: They were only trying to keep you safe, sir, as I instructed them to do. Please, for your own safety, return to your hotel. No, no, no. Not till someone tells me what in the
2: hell is going on around here. There
3: was an attempt made tonight on the President, Secretary Seward, and as we have recently learned, sir, you. I have reason to believe we're under attack. Under attack? Yes, sir. As such, it's imperative we keep you safe. You must allow my men to escort you back to your hotel. The South has already surrendered. Robert E. Lee has surrendered. General Johnston, the ranking Confederate commander, refuses to accept unconditional surrender. He has more troops under his command than Lee and the rest of the Southern generals combined. Johnston is taking the fight to General Sherman as we speak. We are still at war, sir. President Lincoln had a difficult time understanding that concept, which is why he is grasping for life just on the other side of that wall. Do not be a fool. Don't you get your back up at me, Stanton. I won't
2: abide being called a fool by you or any other man. Sir, what? What? Booth
4: fled the city. He passed the Navy Yard Bridge checkpoint. Booth? How long ago? Moments after the attack. Christ,
3: he could be halfway to Virginia by now. Send every rider we have and hunt him down. They're already in pursuit, sir. Booth, the actor? He's involved in this mess? Yes, sir. He shot President Lincoln. No,
2: no, that can't be right. Booth is. He's what, sir? Uh, Mr. Secretary, perhaps you're right. Perhaps in the interest of my safety, I should return to my hotel. Excuse me, gentlemen.
3: Did you see that? You mentioned Booth. He turned white as a ghost. Shall I have Marshal McPhail escort him back to his hotel? No, no, not yet. Mr. Hale is right. I'll have to offer Johnson my resignation. If Lincoln passes. Eckert, he was shot in the back of the head. From point-blank range, there is no if. When I lay my head on the guillotine, I'd prefer Johnson didn't drop the blade. Man like that has secrets, Major. I need to know what they are. If I find dirt on Johnson, I can use it to keep my position. Search his hotel room. He's the Vice President, sir. We'll then be discreet. How is the president? He's sleeping now. May I have a moment alone with him, please? Of course, sir. Well, you've looked better. That's for certain. You ask too much of me. Do you know that? Too much of me, too much of your people, too much of yourself. Were you truly simple-minded enough to believe your charm would deliver you from this? That somehow you were immune because you couldn't see the immeasurable ways in which you were despised? Did you really believe you could stifle their hatred with your insufferable jokes and your whimsical anecdotes? Sir, no one's laughing now. Not me, not the First Lady, not your political enemies. I imagine even they will fly the banner of your greatness now. Well done. Or is this what you always wanted? To seal with death what you could never achieve in life? The great unifier, the hero of the Union, the martyred symbol of the change nobody asked for the change. Most of them were too foolish to realize they needed. Only I don't want to carry you to your grave, and I don't want to put you in the earth now, because I fear I cannot do this without you, you goddamn fool.
4: Secretary Stanton? Yes. We need to talk, sir.
3: Another time, Major.
4: No, sir. Right now. What is it? A note we recovered from Johnson's Hotel.
3: What does it say? It's
4: best you see for yourself. The note was placed in the wrong mailbox. Marsh McPhail's men overlooked it.
3: Mr. Vice President, don't wish to disturb you. Are you at home? J. Wilkes Booth.
4: The note was hand-delivered this evening, just hours before the assassination.
3: I see. What do you think, sir? Well, I think this letter means one of two things, Major. One, Booth and his compatriots were trying to ascertain whether or not Johnson was home. So they could execute their plan. Exactly. Or... Or... Andrew Johnson is complicit in the murder of Abraham Lincoln.
0: A huge, giant, Thank you to the whole team at 1865 and Airship Productions. If you want to hear what happens next, subscribe to the 1865 podcast with great haste. This episode stars the amazing Jeremy Schwartz as Edwin Stanton. It was created by Stephen Walters and Eric Archilla. The story was written and directed by Stephen Walters, produced by Lindsey Graham, who also did the music and sound design. The co-executive producers are Eric Archilla, Robert McCollum, and Stephen Walters. To find out more about 1865, the podcast, or 1865, the year, and the real history behind it, go to 1865podcast.com. It's about that time, and I understand where you're coming from. Glenn, we need more Snap Storytelling. Yes, I know this, and I've got the solution right here. Hours of Snap to get you through. It's all there on the Snap Judgment Podcast. Subscribe right now. At snapjudgment.org, and this, this is not the news. No way is this the news. In fact, if you whisper a promise in someone's ear, and have them whisper a promise in the next person's ear, and so on and so on around the circle, and when the last person promises, they will forever be a toad on an auxiliary hose. You would still not be as far away from the news as this is. But this is W N. Y C